0: You all, this is Ari, Ari with Empower Me with Ari, and today I am super excited about the session that we have going on. We have a special guest in the building and I am so excited for you guys to hear her minister. She's a powerful, powerful woman of God and it is an honor to be connected to her. We're gonna be talking about from disappointment to destiny. You know, when, when your plan fails, what do you do? You know, because you have to understand that truly at the end of the day, like the Bible says, all things are working together for your good. So as long as we keep that in mind, we will do just fine. All right. So I want to get on here and introduce our guest, you guys. Like I said, Prophet Ashley Street is on here with us. Woo woo. So uh, Prophet Ashley, can you go ahead Introduce yourself. What is your story? And what was the moment when you opened your eyes to what God has called you to do?
1: Well, I am so excited to be on here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, This is an awesome, awesome opportunity. Well, my name is um, Ashley Street. I am the wife of Pastor Pasadena Street, mother of three wonderful, amazing children. Um, with we are pastors of hard of worship ministries um i also have my own ministry which is ams ministry so we do a lot of things with that ministry as well along with um being an entrepreneur and an author i have two books out um one is mommy diaries and then my ebook that i released this year um and a whole lot of other stuff coming up god has definitely blessed me he has been blessing my family um i'm originally from chicago illinois we uh, relocated to Arizona six years ago. That time has went by so fast. Yeah. It yes, every time I go back home, I'm like, wow, because I've gotten so used to the slow paced environment. But I believe that God shifted us here for a reason. Mm. Never imagined moving to Arizona, never was a thought, never was a, you know, inkling. But, right. Mm, it was uh, dark, and the when the plane landed, I knew it was like the Lord said, This is your wealthy place. Wow. And I didn't see anything. The sun wasn't out, anything like that, but it was just what was in the atmosphere
2: mm. when the
1: plane landed. Mm-hmm. And um, we've been here ever since. My husband never visited. I came in March. We were here by May. So, literally, wow. two weeks later. We were in the valley um, and been here ever since. And we didn't come here for ministry, but that's what happened. Um, God ended up speaking to us and different things started launching. And we've been growing ever since. Um, As far as my call to ministry, I would say my early 20s, um, I began having a call, a burden for intercession, something that I never knew that I had, but my friends and I, um, we started a, a prayer group and it was just three of us and we would pray, we were still living with our own parents, you know, at that time, but we would come together on Saturday night and rotate homes and we would pray. So during that time, I felt a strong burden of intercession. I started having visions during prayer time and different things like that. And that's when I really realized the gift and the call that I had Mm -hmm. on my life. Um, People would prophesy it to me, you know, all the time. You're a prophet. And I would run, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I would be at church. And there was actually one prophet just recently passed, but I would say, "Hey, prophetess, you got a word?" I'm like, "I don't have a word." <laughs> <laughs> like, who okay. right, oh, me? Okay. Right. Every time I saw him, I was like, going in the opposite direction. I'm like, "I don't have oh. it. <laughs> But um, so it took me a long time. I knew the call, but I was mm-hmm. rejecting it. Um,
0: yes. But
1: it wasn't until we started having those little meetings mm-hmm. that I knew the gift, and I felt the passion. I think a lot of times people uh, can have a gift but not passionate about the gift it won't go anywhere it'll just so when i started getting excited about prayer and intercession that's when i knew and that's how my ministry unfolded was through that just small community communication with friends
0: yes that is amazing it's 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 the truth um i'm a living look testament or testimony that Yes, when you hear somebody saying, hey, you're going to do this, it's like your first instinct is I'm running because you don't really know what the requirements are. You don't know what you're going to have to do. And I think uh, so many people are like, listen, you kind of fear the unknown. you like, listen, profit. Okay, what does a profit, you know, uh, have to, sacrifice and all this stuff. So it kinda it's kind of uh scary at you know in a way, but it you're right. You're absolutely right. When you grab a hold of that thing that God has called you to do, you feel so much, you feel peace and you have more fulfillment. And I know I did the same thing I ran. I, I ran. People will say you have called God on your life. I ran, I'm like, listen, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. I did the modeling, the acting, and it was fulfillment. But I found that the most fulfillment came when I started a women's group back in 2008. Started this this ladies' group. And we would come together, and I said, wow, I feel so fulfilled. I was fulfilled when I began to pour into the ladies, listen to their story, the majority of these women had dealt with trauma, and I said, God, listen, you're trying to get my attention, right? And so ever since then, I said, okay, I'm gonna stop running, and then, you know, instead of running away from it, I'ma run to it, and right. as soon as I did that, I'm telling you the blessings and, um, you know, just the manifestations. that started to happen that God promised, so it is it's imperative that we, we learn that God has the best for us. He's not trying to harm us or, you know, um, make us be stuck in a box or whatever you right. said that his plans for us are good and not for evil.
2: Yeah.
0: And so and it's and the other thing that you shared is is it's so amazing how um, you know, we're both in the same state. We're both in Arizona, but it's so amazing. When I talk to other people that are not from here, they all say, I had no desire to be in Arizona. I had no desire to be in Arizona. I was like, I'm not coming here. I said it multiple times. And yeah. then literally God was saying like this is this is your jubilee, this is your year jubilee, like this is like that freedom, promised land, the land of milk and honey, come. And I'm like, oh my gosh, so I literally dropped everything that I knew to come here. And I will say, because of that obedience, I've experienced really the most prosperity um, overall that I've experienced in my life. So it pays, you know what I mean, to really, really mm-hmm. obey God, the voice of God, even when we don't understand, <laughs> you know what I mean? so yes but um so moving from that I want to kind of talk about what we talked about from disappointments to destiny um and we began to be obedient to the word of you know to what God is telling us to do um of course we have there's a process you know we'll go through certain things so I can you kind of share with us about um, a broken place that you had to come from within following the purpose and plan that God had for you and how God healed you to become this powerful, power-packed woman that you are today. I mean, people may not know, but just one meeting with Providence Ashley, and I'm not just saying it, but the anointing that's on her life is, is like none other. So can you share with us about a broken place or something that you had to overcome to kind of really push into... Where you are today?
1: Yes. Um, well, I would say getting really saved and serious about God at such a young age mm. um, was challenging for me um, because I experienced a lot of stuff in my my teens, and now I know why. It was because of the acceleration and the you know promises of God and the plan and destiny that He had for me quicker than what other people probably would have imagined, what I even imagined. Whereas some people, and I know you'll talk about that later, they get older and fulfillment comes. But for me, it happened at a young age. So at the time I was doing things, going places when I I was illegal, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Right, right. People a long time and say, I did this, I need the party and experience. I did all that. Right. At a young age, it was nothing else left for me you know um but i would say that was the biggest struggle for me because when i really gave my life over to god between the age of 20 and 21 um i lost a lot of friends wow. lost a lot of people because i was no longer the ashley that they knew wow so me being such a, a leader in um a social butterfly introvert but an extrovert meaning if I went out, I was the life of the party, right? <laughs> Following me. So for me to just say, I'm giving it all up, right. you know, I got a lot of, you know, backlash from that. So I would say the broken place for me, but where the anointing came was the loneliness. Mm. And from really wow. accepting the call of God on my life. I'm no longer can say, hey girl, what you doing? You know, let's go. And then I'll talk- <laughs> You know, but it's like, oh, she had a whole nother place, a place that we're not at right now, which is fine. But for me, I God was more important. My, my assignment, my call, but in that stretching, it was so hard. There were days where I'm like, you know what, forget this. I'm still young. Hey, y'all, what y'all doing, you know? Right. But I, I, there was a mandate and in those times when I would worship and pray, God would tell me I'm taking you somewhere. Those would be the times where people will, you know, prophesy to me and say you're going to do this and you're going to do that so that I can get the encouragement. So I would say that was really tough for me. Really when I first accepted the call mm-hmm. and the lonely space. And I think that's what a lot of people fear. Yeah. Is rejection. People don't talk about that as leaders and just being saved period you don't have to be in leadership or have a title but just being in God it automatically separates you from the world but nobody talks about the rejection that we deal with wow. nobody feel comfortable around you nobody you know and you're like hey I'm the same me I'm just you know in God so I would say that would, would be a you know tough broken place and I identify with a lot of people because I know what that feels like when you get saved young and you're like oh this is boring what am I going to do you know you go through all of that so I can mm-hmm. identify with that because instead of rejecting God which a lot of people do because you want the acceptance from people right into a deeper place in God and just say alright it's me and you and I was okay with that eventually but it took a long, a long process yeah that's that's definitely good and i know
0: how hard it can be especially when you're around childhood friends you know and you're you're so used to being comfortable with a certain group and a certain circle and you like we ride or die but when you get called my gosh to say listen i know you thought you knew me but there's another level that god is calling me to and, and, and we have to be okay with losing friends if they're not okay with what you're doing. You know, if they're not okay with the call of God that's on your life, we have to be okay with, uh, you know, sometimes people's feelings are gonna get hurt. It shouldn't be a personal thing, but it's understandable because some people are not gonna understand the calling that's on your life, but that's okay because at the end of the day, we have to be more concerned or more aware of what God is saying, where, where he's leading us versus trying to stay with the in crowd because what um, a minister told me before, he was saying, you have to remember that always you plus God is going to be the majority. Period. Yeah. So you may have been with, you know, 50 people in the past, always doing this, always doing that. But when you say, listen, I'm gonna buckle down, I'm gonna sacrifice, you know, and and that's huge. I'm gonna sacrifice. But when you say, God, I'm gonna do this for you, you go through those lonely times, but then He'll give you the supporters that you need. He'll He'll put you on the different platforms that you need to be on, but it's like, it, it all requires sacrifice. So I'm, I'm so glad that you talked about that and especially I'm uh, um, talking about loneliness. You, nine times out of 10, you do not hear about loneliness, about the loneliness that ministers have to go through, about the sacrifice, you know, the requirements that it takes. You may have to pray, you know, three, four hours in a day one day and uh kind of separate yourself from a lot of people and at times it's like lord i kind of want to go hang out with this person or that person but it but it's like understanding that where you're going and and the level to where he's bringing you to will help you maintain help you not run from what he's trying to do in your life so i wish that more i want look i'm asking about Ashley, have more conferences talk more have more sessions about um for leadership uh you know uh, men and women in leadership and talk about that loneliness so to let them know that listen you're not alone you're not alone i understand what you're i understand what you're going through and there's a purpose for the sacrifice so i'm yeah i'm glad that you brought that up because um it's real it's real and it's what we face it's real what we face on a daily basis and so um And then I wanted to kind of talk about, this kind of goes into what we were talking about um, now. We're so used to, you know, you're so used to being around the same people. um, And it's nothing wrong with being with childhood friends, but when God says move, we have to move. But I want you to talk about how important it is to be around the right people, around the people that God tells you to within the season. Can you um, talk about that more in detail about, you know, being connected to the right ones when you're going from season to season?
1: I would definitely say discernment um, is key. Mm. Because if you don't discern what season you're in, you're not going to know what people need to be in your circle. Wow. If you're, um, sensitive to what God is saying. Mm-hmm. Um, there, the Bible talks about discerning of spirits, which means you have to know good and bad basically when we think about discernment we always equate that to something negative you know i'm using discernment but it's basically you need to discern what's good and what's bad Is basically what that means um so i would say that's the first thing to be able to discern who's in your life and how long a lot of times when new relationships come into my life i ask God first of all what's the purpose of this relationship um Mm -hmm. Mentors mentor is it for me to guide is this a friendship Um, is this a long lasting friendship is this a business exchange is this a ministry you know exchange what is this so you really need to ask God to help you define the circle define the relationship first and then from there God will you know reveal things to come but what I have learned um being in ministry business and different things like that time reveals all things yeah. so, a lot of things you really won't know until you put time in it. Because mm. a lot of times people put on this mask, they put on this front. Oh. You like, <laughs> when they take that mask off, you're like, Who's right. right. do you like, who is it? this it person? to the them. The whole through? time. Yeah, and then it's like something else comes. So my, always my prayer is God reveal the motive of people. And then it's being a prophetic person. A lot of times it can be hard when new people come in because you see the motive right off the top. Mm. He feels his secrets, to his prophets but he, we also know in part. We don't know everything. Right. So it's not necessarily like everybody that comes into my space, God will reveal everything to okay. me. Sometimes I'll just have to wait and let time reveal. Right. So I it's very important though. Mm. Once he reveals it, um, you may go through a season where there is nobody in your circle and then there may be a season where god will bring certain people in your life to help push you to your next i would say if you for instance are going through like with you a situation where you're trying to transition and brand yourself and be who god has called you to be you don't need to be carrying anybody at this season Mm -hmm. you don't need to put yourself around people that are already where you are trying to go at a season where they're in a broken place, where they need restoration, you need people around you that's going to help, you know, heal that broken place, not anybody that's going to remind you of your past or certain yes. situations. So it's definitely important to one, use discernment to test the motives of people because, what does it say? The birds of a you know, feather flock together. Right. So whoever you are around, that defines you. So it's important that I can't be saying, I'm this, you know, I'm a woman of God, but everybody else around me is not. Right. You no, know, that doesn't add up. So we have to be careful even branding ourselves. You brand yourself by your circle. Mm. And who are around, so that all lines up. It all lines up. So it's very important that you have the right people around you. But by being led by the Holy Spirit is, is number one. It's right.
0: <laughs> nothing compares to that. I'm telling you, that is right. the best <laughs> advice that you can give somebody. A
1: friend, and I don't say that religion. I'm serious. Right. That's how I live my life. Some people, and that's how we fall into religion. Mm. About the Holy Spirit. If you forget about the Holy Spirit, He's supposed to be the one that leads and guides all of your ways. You know, lean not into your own understanding in all of your ways. Don't say in some of your ways acknowledge wow. God or when you're iffy and you don't have to figure it out, now let me go ask God. No, it says in all of your oh. ways. A lot of people we step into religion mm. because they are not acknowledging God in everything that we wow.
0: do. Wow. That's good. No, that's good. That's a great reminder. <laughs> Somebody out there right now, if you know, this kind of hits you and you like, ooh God, that's me. It's okay because if you realize at this moment that something's not right, then you can change it. So this is why it's good to tune in, tap into conversations like this to help us get better because in life, as we grow, we should be getting better. So that right there is key. That right there is key to success. I remember um, you know, people, somebody, somebody was asking me. Um, or I was asking God what success looked like and he literally showed me a flash of being on your knees like in prayer, success starts on your knees and I said, "Jeez!" and it's the truth because the the guidance like you said that you need, he will give you like Holy Spirit will give you that guidance he'll tell you what to do, what not to do, when to move when not to move, when the world is telling everybody to cash their you know, uh, CDs or whatever out, stocks out, God is like, uh-uh don't know yet because there's something that's going to happen in two months but if you're not tuned in you'll rush like everybody else and then miss the the extra interest or investment whatever that he wanted to give you so it is very imperative so what you're saying is the truth.com like real talk and so I wanted to kind of um kind of transition into this about being millennials like we're, we're both millennials um you know, um, ministers in uh, millennial ministers in this generation in this season, and um, I've noticed that at times, um, at times it could be a little resistance. I've experienced it in my life from older generations, and I've and I've had conversations with older generations. Like, well, why is there the resistance of accepting the millennials and and the way we do things? And it was said before because they feel like when they allow us in they feel irrelevant they feel like they're not important anymore and so right and so that was like an eye opener to me I personally I was taking things personal like you know they just had an issue with me they just have this and they have you know that but they literally feel like um, so this is not all but um, some of the older generation was feeling like if they allow the millennials in you know the ones around our age group in to come into kind of lead then they will be obsolete or outdated or no longer in use and that's so far from the truth so can you kind of speak to that just speak to um just kind of speak to that statement and and what you think about that have you
1: experienced that oh definitely um i would say first i preached the message um well in the segment i was uh the millennial. you know oh. they asked me to kind of talk on you know, being a millennial, something along those lines. Right. And um, I said when I got the mic, I, I hate the word millennial. Let's blow it up. <laughs> the reason I say that is because you know the generations before us, you've never heard baby boomers. You know, a lot. You didn't hear those terminologies a lot until millennials. We came. <laughs> right within the last, what, 10 years? Not even that long. I would say within the past seven or eight years it started using that term a lot. Yeah. And yeah. I think what it has done is definitely put a stigma on those people that are in that age group. Right. Definitely bold, we are definitely creative. You know, all of those things. But I think that if we put that, you know, label over us, then it puts us in a box.
0: Okay. You know, no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So,
1: but what has happened is the generations before us have put us in that box. Is what I'm saying. So that's going to tear up the box. <laughs> <laughs> so what you experience with one millennial preacher or leader doesn't necessarily mean you're going to experience this with another millennial leader, and it's not necessarily ministry just period in the workplace um, you know professionally wherever you are if they're older um, and I can see that I can see what you're saying um, that you know we feel irrelevant um, but I think that I know a lot of older generations that accept millennials and I think that's mm. the wisest thing to do yes. up in age you're going to have to pass the baton With that somebody you're going to have to leave your mantle to There's yes. that I would hate to leave the earth Earth and there's mm. nobody to run Ooh. with our legacy. Nobody right. to run with a baton, just dropping, and everything that I prayed for, everything it's that I gone. is gone. Mm-hmm. All my words just left to the ground. And I think that we refocus our mind and our thinking to say, "I need to impart. That's I need it. To use this generation. Right. I need to make sure that we are on the same team." Yeah. And together instead of being apart yes. then a replica of me is on the inside of them right. that equates to honor right. um, so yeah. it's so important that um, we have to come together and as millennials not X out those that you know paved the way for us Way and say hey you know i'm bringing a little fl- um, more flavor or I have a little bit more idea experience with social media because they don't use it like that or technology So yes. you know, yes. let's work together um, yes. it really saddens me that there are a lot of leaders that think that way because i know um some now and they have nobody to take over their ministry or mm-hmm. their- because they didn't impart, or they didn't identify with that millennial, and say, "Let me pour everything that I have on the inside
2: yes.
1: to you." But wow. yeah, oh, like, you deal with pride, or you deal with this, instead of looking at it from a different angle. Yeah, and I've, I've dealt with that, but I don't focus on that because mm-hmm. think about every person in the Bible. Jesus started preaching at twelve. You right. Know, David was in his teens. You have all these people. Yeah. Samuel so age literally is nothing to God mm-hmm. Time yeah. is nothing to God. we're not even on the same schedule as him yeah. so Jesus died at 33 he completed everything he needed to do within 33 years there are people that are in our age group that would do more than those that are older than us in a cold complete life space right so um, I don't take offense to that because <laughs> if you look at the word, it's literally contrary to, oh, you ain't been through nothing. So I can't appoint validate. That right. us, doesn't have to go through anything. Jeremiah says, "Before you were formed in your mother's womb, I, I knew, knew you. I right. called you a prophet to the nation. nations before you were even thought of. Right, so age has nothing to do with it. Jeremiah came yeah. the womb, a prophet. So, <laughs> right. Um, there's no, there's no time restraint on God. yes So, um, yeah,
0: yeah, was. definitely. I think that's that's awesome that you shared that because. I believe if we all can just really just uh, just pause and understand that there is a lot of wisdom that we can get from the older generation. And the older generation, there's a lot that they can learn from us as well. And we have to understand that everything's not going to be done the same way that it was done previous generations. Some things are gonna be tweaked, uh, technology change, certain things changes within different generations. And if we can just be open to embrace hey, God is doing a new thing. His word never changes, but he may give us a different strategy on how to reach a different group that needs to be reached, how to be a light in a dark place in another way. And so I believe if we um, begin to just, uh, I guess, on both sides, just be more open to to loving each other, less judgment and understanding. Like we all have one goal. We all have one goal. <laughs> you know, this is this is we a kingdom assignment. Then it would be it would be um it would be more dope. And I believe we can go way further. For the, kingdom, for the kingdom, if we can do that, because it is sad when you kinda see it's like competition or you kinda see like it's, uh, you know, some resistance of being acceptance because it's like at the end of the day, who, who, what are we competing for? Who are we could, like, what's the competition for? Right, right, so it's like we are all on the same team and I believe that once everybody's motives are right, our, you know, perspective is right, our heart is right, then we can move forward. One accord, one mind, you know, and with the oneness that God wants us too. So um, I really wanted to touch on that because it's like, we're here to help. You know what I mean? We're here to allow God to use us and whatever age it is, and um unfortunately there's going to be resistance it was resistance with with the uh the prophets and stuff in the bible resistance with david you know saul and david resistance with you know just the different ones in the bible because they were moving in their calling, because they were younger and there was that level of sometimes jealousy or envy or just not misunderstanding but yet still god's purpose prevailed and so um and that kind of ties back to the whole thing you know About God's purpose prevailing, regardless of what we um, endure or go through in life, and so um, I wanted to kind of, I wanted you to kind of share shed some light on this. It's kind of within the same thing, but how important do you think it is? Uh, with having like mentors, having a mentor within every season or, and can you also explain how important it is to have a covering, somebody that's covering you? And can you explain what does that mean and and what's behind it so that the people understand?
1: Um, I definitely think that um, mentorship and having somebody to guide you is definitely important because we need direction. Jesus is not here in the flesh. God is not here in the flesh, right? Mm-hmm. So you need somebody here in the earth that has already trailed blaze for where you're trying to go. Mm-hmm. You are in situations when storms come and, you know, attacks come, tribulations come. Who can you call on? Um, I think it's important to have somebody that you can say, hey, I know you've sent this before, I need wisdom on this situation. Um, if it's a business and they've all, their business is booming and they're making money and you're just at your startup, you need somebody to say, hey, this is how you need to do to get to step, you know, point B. Um- so it's important as far as guidance is concerned it's very important to have a mentor um a life coach people that are not even christian still have mentors they have life coaches um because you need them in life to help you um to guide you so i'm very big on that but not just anybody you have to know that this person is for you um a lot of people are out here mentoring and doing things but are you really pouring into people are you really are their lives really being changed? How, are you doing something that they want to do, right? Um, and I've posted things even with my mentorship retreat. Mm-hmm. You know, mentors uh, want to see you go farther than them. They want you to It was the thing, you awesome. know, and they stand on your shoulders, basically. Um, it's not to make you look good as a mentor or it's we're working together and mentors get fulfillment to see people walking into their purpose and destiny so i think mentors are definitely needed now more than ever because we have people that's trying to find themselves you know just all type of stuff going on so i think it's important to have the right people i definitely think um in the spirit um as far as the covering and classes are important because one let's just be common. if somebody dies you you know um sick you know um homeless different things that happen jobless um you need somebody that you can call on for help mm. if my family or anybody else you know um who's gonna who's gonna um do your funeral you know just different things like that that's common You know, that's why a a pastor is important, a covering is important, and somebody to pray you through um, different things you need, because basically, Um, like Elijah and Elisha you know he followed him as a mentor Mm -hmm. as a guy you know um, Ruth and Naomi and because of them doing that they were blessed because they were able to humble themselves Mm -hmm. break down, and say whatever you have that's what I want and when we look at those stories both of those they did more things than their mentors their coverings did so I think that it's very very important um, with the right people to be covered in the spirit and in the natural. I think that they both are definitely prevalent now for, for these
0: times. Yes that's powerful. Thank you for sharing that I think we all need to, to hear that and to especially know like with mentors that you should want your mentee to go further than you because it's like you're instilling something in them and they already have something else so you guys are putting that together and they should literally be catapulted a little bit or even way further than you and be happy for them because they're going further than you that's success that's legacy and so that is that's so powerful i love how you put said about Elisha and elisha about mentors you use the word mentor with that and so um, thank you for sharing that. And then I kinda wanna go into, um, this transitions to the next thing about uh, entrepreneurship. So I've, uh, I know that you've recently, you know, within the last few years, um, taken a huge step of faith to become an entrepreneur. And that is amazing, you have so much going on right now. Um, can you talk to us as far as what process did you take to get there? And uh, what advice would you have for others to eventually do the same? Who have a heart to want to be an entrepreneur? How do you know when you call <laughs> to be an entrepreneur?
1: I was actually um, just talking to somebody about it. A lot of times, you go through life, you go through life so fast that you don't really sit down to think about how you got to where you are. Mm-hmm. So sitting and thinking about what I used to do as a kid. And I was thinking about in fifth grade, um, to my cousin and my friend, we started a babysitting business. Okay. You know, our names, our initials with the acronym. But I was saying, I was thinking business minded at, you know, in fifth grade. You wow. Know, having different businesses, I've done, Mary Kay, I've done Tracy Lynn Jewelry, I've done It Works. You know, I've done all these different businesses because I've always had the mindset of I wanted my own. I wanted my Mm. own. My own, you know, I want to come in when I want to come in, leave when I want to leave. I always knew that I was not going to work for a man. Um, But at the same time, I like steady income and I know that we have to live. So uh, I did a lot of things trial and error a lot of things um, until one day because I have my conferences which I started this would be the sixth year but I would do t-shirts and I didn't realize my love for design my love for I've always loved fashion but I can see something and say, ooh, just the eye, you know, and just flip it. So it was one year I had my conference and I had a shirt that um, I had somebody to create that was in another state. But that saying, this girl praised, literally just took off. Well, or just loving it, I will wear the shirts in the grocery store and people would stop me. And, yeah, she has it on now, so this girl. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I did trial and error with it. You know, okay, let's make it bigger. How can we make this more attractive? So I would say definitely if that's something that you want to do, trial and error is everything. It's not easy. It's gonna be frustrating. You're gonna hear a lot of no's. You're not gonna get a lot of likes
2: mm-hmm.
1: on Instagram or Facebook when you first start. It Consistency is key. When I listen to other yeah. entrepreneurs and people that are set and established, right. uh, consistency is key. The minute they don't hear from you for a week or two weeks and you're not talking about your business or a month, then their people are not going to take you serious. When you're consistent about what you're doing and you put a price tag on what you're doing and you value what you're doing, people will respect that. Um, I've learned that quality, quantity is not quantity. Quality is very important. Um, you know, you can't just put anything out there for people. You want them to buy it. So I would say it's you know definitely a struggle. Not anything easy. You have to know your call to entrepreneurship. A lot of people just do it. You know, sometimes they don't want to work. You know, this little hot side hustle. Is this just a you know a second income for me? Just. You know, something that I have coming in or is this something that I'm willing to lay down everything for I think is a big thing and if trusting God that's pretty much how I got there I fought, fought, fought I mean literally back and forth because I'm such a systematic person I was like this is not gonna <laughs> I'm honestly I'm a little bit more like faith, just trust God, trust God <laughs> literal, I'm like uh uh-uh, uh, logic, i logic <laughs> Is logic? You know, so, everybody's like a lot. I was fighting with guy, You know, I talk to people, I have a conversation, I'm like, Mm-mm, you know, this is You know, it goes good. What happens to entrepreneurship, you will get good. You know, sales, sales, and then nothing. Yeah and you're like, oh my God, so then discouragement comes in. So you have to know that you know that you know mm. what you wanna do and I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to know that I'm not gonna make a profit right away. Mm. So I'm really passionate about this because I'm not gonna make money right away doing wow. what I'm doing. So if your whole focus is money, you might as well forget it. Because
0: microwave stuff is not reality. 99.9% is not reality. <laughs>
1: Oh, and we look at these people that go viral overnight and we thinking like, okay, that is... That's me. That's not real life. I mean, we could pray that you go viral tomorrow if you do great. But even still, you got to keep that going. You know, you hit one-hit wonders and all that. You have to yeah. keep it. So, um, yeah, I would say you really have to know what you're call. I'm still working on building, but I would say I have established that core now where it's like people know my brand is yeah. Great t shirts you know she's written a book author you know it's coming out i would say baby don't rush yourself things don't happen overnight but the main thing is to endure stay consistent and don't give up don't give up i believe god and pray over your business whatever your business is this business is blessed my business is full of favor my business is gonna attract money you know things over your business you're just doing it you're gonna get frustrated and nothing's gonna come of it so um i would say i definitely stay focused with that and um, knowing that i'm doing this and like for my shirts i use it as an evangelistic tool
0: absolutely
1: that way um what's your mission behind what you're doing
0: right right that's beautiful is it um molly music he says we're a billboard like literally we're billboards so <laughs> the things that we wear people are like wow it's grabbing people's attention and um i wanted to share this i remember i was talking to he's a he's a mentor he's a um powerful man out here that's doing his thing um and i'll i'll shout him out don Fawcett. he's He's a powerful man that really uh, is a man of wisdom. And, um, you know, we connected, you know, with business. um, And he had shared something so profound with me. And he was saying, just like you're saying, you have to pace yourself. You don't just jump from one place, you know, to the next and think that things are just gonna happen overnight, leave everything. You don't have no security, you don't have no foundation. You're not using wisdom, and so he was telling me um, you have to use wisdom and you fund your vision with your income. You fund your vision with, with your with your income that you have coming in. So you make sure your bills are paid. You work in a full-time job, that's okay because the extra money that you have, you fund your vision with that extra money and you keep going. So every time you get extra money, bam, I'm gonna put it towards this. I'm gonna put it towards that. So at the end of the day, everything is still being taken care of. I think that's one of the most amazing pieces of advice I've ever heard, period. Because I've tried myself the okay, I'm done. I'm leaving the full-time job and I'm just gonna go you know, entrepreneurship and Within months, you know, I was a back, but it's a learning lesson. It's, it's a process. You you live, you learn, trial, error. But I think that right there was um, what you said was, was off, on target, on point. And um, it's it's, uh, it's very profound to fund your business with your extra income if that's what, you know, Pace yourself. So that's amazing. It goes right
1: back into the business. It goes right back into the business. You're not going to live off your business. And I follow one entrepreneur, and he was saying how, whatever money you make, if you make $50,000 a year, then you should need to divide that up into, you know, how much money you want to make every day, basically, for whatever you make per hour. divide. Yeah. Okay. So if I make $150 a day at my job working eight hours, then I need to divide that until your business can get to the point to match what you're making, Mm. um, you're not ready to leave. Wow. Um, You're not ready to leave. I know people that have given up everything, um, but they didn't have any responsibility. But if you can give up everything, go sit and sleep on your mom's couch and not pay rent. By all means, (laughs) you don't have a car, no, I don't know what you, you know, what's going on, but if you can go ahead and put all your hours to your business. But other than that, logically people that have to live and you're not willing to go without a meal yep. can't afford to do that, I would say that was another good piece of advice.
0: Okay. If
1: you do that. Whatever you're making daily right now from your business, you're not ready to do it.
0: Okay. That's good. We hey, I'm glad you mentioned that. We definitely need to hear that information that you're talking, um, talking about. And then um I wanna ask you what is one of the greatest things you've learned while walking on your path of purpose? And that can be with entrepreneurship, that can be in ministry as a you know, profit, whatever you think. What is one of the greatest things that you've learned?
1: I've learned to be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll hear me talking about tear up the box a lot because when I came into this being a pastor's wife, I immediately talked with God and said, Look. I'm not gonna look or act like. This. I'm trying to like, Listen here, Lord, Lord it's not that's gonna. I'm right. hurting everybody's feelings when they walk into this church. Like, Listen, that's the fact.
0: Low key, that's one of my one of my things. I'm like, uh-uh, ah, God, if
1: I gotta do all
0: that, I'm gonna keep being no. well, Thank you.
1: Yes. So being important because what I mean, true to yourself. Right, right. I'm, I've learned that whatever I do, no matter what, I'm not Change. That's so good. That's amazing. So many people have lost years that they don't even know who they are because they let people know you need to talk like this, you need to act like this, you need to dress like this. You know, Ooh. putting all these things on you. With who said that? Come on. Who said I have to look this way? Who said I have to sound Come this way? Come on. Who that? That is not in the words. We're all made in the image of Christ, can you imagine how many colors that is, how many verses it is to God like come on, in Christ so I would say that's what's kept me sane and focused um, focused on my passion and different things, um, don't put me in a box, I've even said that on different social media platforms just because i'm a prophet doesn't mean i'm just a prophet
0: Prophet, come on
1: so there's other facets to me that's just one that god has given me so i would say that's what's kept me is basically being true to myself and um that's how a lot of people have mental issues once you get free to know hey this is me take it and leave it i'm telling you your life is so much better because People will they will lock you up and you will be stuck. Like, get me out of here. Then when you finally break free, you're like, where did the time go? Like, who is this person? Go back looking at pictures, doing all stuff. It's like right. why I'm Right, literally. I mean.
0: Literally brainwashed. And yeah. not carrying out the call, not carrying out the purpose that God had for you because wasting time. wasting time too concerned about what other people think, their opinions and stuff like that, that mold. If you're a pastor, if you're a prophet, you have to look like this. Like you said, where did that come from? So that's that's tradition and religion. That's just be like a religious spirit. And we have to be able to break that mold to literally fulfill the calling because you literally, you really could um, discourage somebody from following the very path that God wants them to follow by saying, you, you got to look like that. You know, and so I think that that's wow, that's amazing. Um, to yeah. share that about being your authentic self and being okay with that. And, um, and once we can be our authentic selves and who God created us to be, then we can really start to get what God created us to have. Because if we have this facade, we have this mask on, we're like, I'm going to pretend like I'm this person the people you actually need to attract or the things you actually need to get they're not recognizing you because you're not who god credits you to be you see what i'm saying and so man it's so important and i think um i think i i found just a little sign i, know I found some little resistance from other people but i have the mindset of it's not pride pride or anything but of if you can't accept the way God created me to be, you're gonna have to deal with God about it because I'm going to be who God created me to be. And because of it, because like you said, out of the box, I will wear my hair differently, wear different clothes. Like I'm gonna come in with how I think. God is telling me to dress and it's not going to be the way that other people think it should be. So I, I definitely know what you're saying in that um, I think more people need to grab a hold of that concept and you probably does actually need to go ahead and do a live about this. Being your authentic self today. You have i
1: have to get on Facebook. I do do some live. Yeah.
0: You have to do another way. I'm gonna <laughs> have to catch this. I'm gonna have to catch this like yeah. once. Be your authentic self yeah. out of the box. Yeah. I have for you, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? In every facet of life, every facet, every area of life. Because we need those reminders often, especially when you have social media telling you you're supposed to be one way, and then you know, of course, not to say like the church is bad or anything, but you know, certain things within the church tradition telling you to be some way, all different directions. But it's like, what is he telling? You? So yeah, we need those reminders. So I'm, I'm remind me, please remind, <laughs> remind me, and I'll give it out to the audience. So that we can look at this these videos about being our authentic self, where it could be your next book. <laughs> huh, so, right, come on, I'm telling you, come on, write. right. Right.
1: Being your, be your authentic self. And leadership is um just you know, you yeah. really are doing yourself a disservice when you are not being and especially when you are a creative person. Uh-huh. I cannot afford to be stuck in a box. No. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I get it. I know. Um, I recognize I deal with a lot of people on the daily just by saying thank you for being you. Thank you for being who you are. Yeah. Um, I made a vow. I made a vow to myself. Mm. I made a vow to God that no matter what, I'm going to be who I am. I'm not going to look like no. that person down the street. No offense to her. Right. To, in order for me to fulfill my destiny, yes. I can't do it copying somebody else. Mm. That's
2: much
1: work. Mm. I have to be who I am and accept who I am. And at the age that I am, uh, I can't afford to be trying to figure it out. I mean, <laughs> right. progress is right. right. Who I was supposed to be, not you telling me the minute that happened, we just need to shut it down. Oh, you yes. shut it down? Nope. that's not how God gave it to me.
2: this. Is yes.
1: Our... And I'm a ton of because the minute on. come in, that's now I'm distracted it. and confused. Nope. Woo. Come on, turn your blinders on like right. I'm I'm focused. Yes what god said i know what he said and you're not about to promote me into something come that on. I, and i think where god is going to be taking the, these next generations and people that have, are have been turned off by ministry and church is it's not gonna look like what it was years ago. come on i showed me that a while ago yeah you know, it's not going to look like that. People aren't going to come dressed up. They're going to come with their shorts, they flip-flops, which they do now. But yeah. even before, right. it's because it's all about the presence of God. It has nothing to do with Woo. appearance and how you look. Just a safe haven, a place where people can be who they are. Yeah. A lot of people run away because they feel like they have to be this person. Right? So we run people away from Christ. And my mom, Jesus, be pulling them in. I have people tell me that's not safe. Thank you for not judging me. Thank you for still loving me. Yeah. Uh, my present situation, Lena. I can still laugh. Jesus hung with the sinners. You know, like. That was the greatest example. He wasn't with them, you know. Oh. Even the disciples that were with him didn't even realize he was. Evil. The sinner So, and um, these are people Come who on. Are me and they didn't even know who they were walking Uh, so um that's a message (laughs) religion is definitely you know i hate it yeah yeah we merge into relationships. the world would be a better place
0: oh my goodness oh you just literally you just spoke the whole message listen y'all y'all want to bless providence ashley (laughs) We're going to have our cash app information in the the comment section. Y'all go ahead and do that because that word right there was for right now. That right there is a right now word that everybody needs to hear because there's so many people out there that are hurting. There's so many people out there that literally cry themselves to sleep, want to commit suicide, need to hear God, need to, you know, feel God. And if they don't fit this so-called mode of what we believe a person should look like or to come into church. We failed, honestly. We failed. So that's, 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 whoo. Come on now. That right there is what we needed. <laughs> that was the, poop, the drop that we needed. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely. So we're going to kind of wrap this up with the last thing. I just kind of want to um, just touch on this a little bit. With you being, you know, uh, such a dynamic woman, woman that is in ministry, have a family, um, entrepreneur, doing all sorts of things, how do you keep healthy balance with following your purpose and with your family? How do you keep the healthy, healthy balance and what advice would you give others that are in ministry on how to do the same? Yeah, I think that's very, very important. It's one of
1: our things that when we started the ministry that we said we would never lose our kids um it's very important to us to have that balance there have been times where everybody knows our kids come first my husband comes first but we take vacations when we're wow. gone going for the ministry we just took them to disneyland um we were gone for a whole seven days we left that's it's very important it's very important to have that balance that we just have family night. We go to the movies and different things like that because you don't mm. want to lose your family in the process of ministry and people that probably won't be with you for the long haul. At the end mm. of the day, you don't want to lose your family because they're your first ministry. So that's always my primary focus. My primary ear is my family, uh, my household. Everything else comes secondary to that. Mm. Um, that I'm vocal about that that um, family is important motherhood is important to me and that my children know that whatever I do you guys come before that I pour into them more than I pour into anybody that's following me. me I make sure I have a daughter she's nine going into adolescence that I'm spending time with her, um, communicating with her. And I've seen so many people in ministry and business that have lost their children, their families, um, their spouses in the process of trying to build an empire. And I think that your family should be the face of that empire and everything comes secondary to two families. So balance is important. I even do schedules during the day. There are times like Monday, I did this for you. But Monday. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. But I don't do anything. I don't do anything. I, you know, I have time watch movies. You know, I just have a schedule. Yeah. A time frame of where I'm doing other things so that everything is in balance. It's important.
0: No, that's, that's wonderful. Um, Much appreciated with those golden nuggets. Um, And then I wanna just throw this in here. And I just wanna throw this in here. So I understand that you're married and I want you to give some advice to unmarried people, single people. I'm not married yet, I think definitely, but I'm not married yet. What advice would you give us about um, how to prepare within this time where we're at? And um, and and also just this this little caveat, this little side um, question. And how did you know your husband was the person that you were supposed to marry? So can you kind of like give us some advice, and then kind of just say how did you know that your husband was the one?
1: Okay. That's another podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, the, the next. Oh, thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, I would say definitely. Um, for single women, I think that right now you guys are in a great space, a great time. Um, to you know, it's the you know independent time and different things like that. I think that that's a good space to be in. I would say in waiting, it's a desire to be married to not let that be the focus. Mm. If that makes sense. Um, not that, let that be the focus, but still be open. Um, what I've noticed is a lot of women, they have their lips, you know, you have to be like this, you have to be like that, you have to be like that. And I would say definitely be open to, um, maybe knocking some of those things, i your list <laughs> um, Because it may not ever happen, you know,
2: like,
1: oh, maybe I could bend on this part. Maybe I can, you know, compromise with this on this list because you will be waiting you know and time is gone because you're so picky that's right. what I see um, wow. you know, being really really picky when it comes to your 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 mate and your husband but I would say whoever it is it doesn't take God long to reveal when you have a relationship with God it doesn't take him long to say that, that's your husband or mate. Right. but I would say in the waiting time um definitely focus on building yourself as a woman because Mm -hmm. come together with a mate, you're bringing all of you and you want to be whole yeah into marriages and they're not whole and if you're not whole as a person you cannot be ready for a mate so Mm -hmm. i would say embrace the singleness but make sure you're whole and i say that i mean emotionally i mean mentally that you are ready that you are when things come, that certain insecurities won't manifest because you're a broken woman. Right. You're dealing with your past hurt from a different relationship, and now you're bringing those trust issues into this. So, I would say um main thing is make sure that you're okay mentally, spiritually, and emotionally, and you have to be whole. Right. I would say that's the main thing, and that's what I think a lot of marriages fail is because. We're not willing to work on ourselves. When you get married, you point the finger. You, 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 you. Mm. Willing to really focus on what are my flaws? What are my issues? What maybe I need to deal with? So I would say definitely prepare in that way. Yeah. And uh being, I would say, compromise. Um, as far as my husband, I met mean, my husband at 18. I had no clue he's my husband. I met. Wow. I wasn't attracted. I thought he was younger than me. He tells this story all the time. So <laughs> um, I was like into the rough guys, and he was like this church boy. I was, you know, not into that at that time. I was like, you know, <laughs> totally complete opposite. I was like, we can be friends, you know, phone. Our- <laughs> but um, we were friends for five years. So- wow before we got married. We were friends. We never went we never dated. We never called ourselves boyfriend and girlfriend. Not intentionally, but we would just always say, We're friends. We're just okay. friends. But every time we went somewhere, strangers have, have prophesied to us and said, That's your husband.
0: Wow. And,
1: um it would be things like that. Um I've had family members, different ones they would prophesy and I'm like, no <laughs> So deep down I already knew. Mm. I was fighting it because he wasn't what I had on paper. Wow. So what I thought what I would look like, but I thought he would, you know, act like and all these things. He was completely opposite. But deep down I knew. You so know. yeah, that is what happened. How okay. And I would say be friends whoever you want to be, because if you can if you can't be friends are themselves. So if you can't be that's my so friend, I, mean, I can't be myself. And now I'm married to somebody that I'm not even free of. Wow. So obviously, that's what I appreciate. We're going on 10 years in November. Congratulations. We were friends first. So sometimes people get around us like, oh my God, you guys are just friends. We argue, we'll fight because we're friends, <laughs> you know. So. <laughs> People say you guys need a reality show. It's not always this lovey-dovey because we we show people the realness mm. about being married. So that's what I appreciate. It's a whole testimony, and yes, that so I can share. Another. Right? Yeah. But, yeah. Well, Thank
0: you. <laughs> P- appreciate that. Yeah, we're we're gonna definitely have you back. We're gonna have some girl talk, and then I would love to have you and Pastor D, um, Pastor and I, come back on and just have just a powwow about uh, dating relationships and doing things um, God's way. Even if there were hiccups or whatever, how God will turn everything around you know, for our good and how everything will literally work out the way that God had planned it to from the beginning of time. Yeah. So yes, we're gonna have to definitely have you come back. Thank you so, so, so much for coming on. Can you tell the people how to get a hold of you? Um, and if you you could tell if you tell people how to get a hold of you, what you have going on next, and if you have anything that you want to share with them, any other words of encouragement that you feel God is leading you to release right now, go ahead. The floor is yours.
1: Well, guys, you can find me on all social media outlets. Instagram, um, it's Ashley Street Twenty Nine. You can also follow my ministry page, which is uh, AMS Ministries on Instagram. I'm on Facebook as well. Um, And then you can also follow This Girl Praise Apparel. So, This Girl Praise Apparel, AMS Ministries and Ashley Street on Facebook and Instagram. Um, Coming up actually this week, Friday, I'm uh, preparing for our Mentor Me Retreat, which is the second year where women from everywhere, all backgrounds, all ages, come together. And Friday, we're having just a pajama party, just a time to be girls. I think that's important. Saturday we'll be pouring in and diving in. And then this October I'm having my sixth annual beauty for ashes prayer conference um, right here in phoenix arizona um, it's just awesome we go higher and higher every year um, lives are changed and people come from all over um, to be with us they fly into arizona and that's october 10th through the 12th october 10th through the 12th you can register on my website you can check me out www.amsministries.com Um, Um, I would just want to say I think that this is an awesome awesome podcast And just the encouragement Just not only speaking to your spirit But speaking to um, you Speaking to your natural self So the mind, body, soul I think all that goes together With being who God has created you to be Um, So I hope that you all Were blessed and encouraged And just not hearing the words But really taking a hold to them And applying them to your everyday life and I promise you will see a change.
0: Yes, thank you for sharing that. You guys, again, this is Ari Holmes. Uh, make sure that you check out my latest material. I have Singles Let's Deliberate, and it is really about what we were talking about the preparation that you need to do as a single person, which is we talked about the financial part of it, the health, mental health part of it, the things that we really kind of may overlook a lot of times. Dive into this book. This is a workbook. It has sections where you can write in it, answer questions after each chapter. It will bless your life and we're gonna be doing more podcasts, um, more webinars on it coming soon. And then also check out my book, The Loud Secret. It is still on Amazon. You can get both of these pieces on Amazon. We have um, Singles Let's Deliberate on Kindle and the hard copy. And then The Loud Secret is on hard copy. You guys, I also have jewelry and stuff. So DM me, reach out to me. You know, if you have questions, if you wanna uh, get some stuff here, I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, and then also check out, check my stuff out on Instagram. i um, under ari E-R-I underscore H-O-L-M-E-S. So you guys go ahead and do that. And I'm going to um, leave us with a poem, a spoken word piece and then we're gonna get out of here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Smiling from ear to ear, not a care in this world. Thoughts of toys, games, hanging out, playing was my ultimate plan. But little did I know, it was all about to change. The moment I was about to endure would rearrange many things for me. My character, my personality, my mind had all become caged in what seemed like a blink of the eye. But wait, no, no wait, why me? I'm just a little kid, I don't understand this. Someone please, please make sense of this. Racing thoughts, confusion, so much and so many questions in my mind that I thought I would have a pet contusion. God, why me? Why didn't you protect me? I just wanted to be a little kid and enjoy my childhood, but instead get hit with this. Numb to the pain of confusion, I walked through life like a zombie, full shielded with anger, resentment, bitterness, and rage. Life was like a stage, but I didn't sign up for this play. Afraid to let anyone in. I had to force control. Control was my protection to keep any more demons from heading in my direction. My controlling ways began to push many away. But how could I tell them what I was really dealing with inside? The pride and embarrassment made me hide even more. So many, so many disappointments as I continued this way, but all I could hear in my ear is that you'll always remain the same taking strides forward the best way that I could, then I realized, hmm, there is more to life than this. What happened to me filled me with a lot of fight, enough to be fed up with the darkness, understanding that my father God didn't create this bondage. So I resisted the demons of my past and began to see more clear. God had opened up the doors for me that forced out fear. No one wants to go through pain on the edge of going insane and there was a greater calling calling my name. My disappointments strengthened me to push to many victories. From disappointments to destiny now I can see clear the evil setup has now been turned around to be a blessing for me you guys stay encouraged understand that what may have sent, what may have seemed like evil God can turn that thing around for your good just because your plans may fail God's plans will never fail keep your head up keep smiling and remember to renew your mind it is the goal line